Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. Man, am I excited to be back. I missed you guys, especially our new YouTube family. Sorry I wasn't here last week. Your girl was under the weather, but I'm above the weather today, okay? So let's get right on into it. So today we're going to be talking about a really uncomfortable topic sometimes. We're going to be talking about lust, okay? Now, don't, don't, don't cut it off, okay? We not going to be shaming, no condemnation, right? Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. I know that's right. Um, but we're just going to be having a candid conversation. Y'all know we keep it real on here. Y'all know we are just very open and transparent about what's really going on. And we just talk about it in a very relatable way. So let's get into it. So this last week, y'all, your girl has been struggling. Like, why is everybody more attractive than they used to be? Like, what is what's what's that like who are these what I you know (laughs) your girl's been struggling man and I just really had to continue to give that to God and then I was talking with a homegirl after Bible study and she brought up the topic that she's also been struggling and I was just like okay of course you know you're not the only one but sometimes when other people say it it's like dang I needed to hear that So God just really put it on my heart. He was like, so what you been struggling with this week? And I'm just like, yo, lust. And he's like, yeah, that's a good topic. I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to talk about that. So um, let's just get this out there. Point number one, lust can be a constant struggle, okay? It's not something that I have found in my personal experience to be one and done, nor have I found an actual human being that I've talked to and it's been one and done for them. So if you find yourself constantly backsliding or struggling or um, hemming and a hon, pulling, playing a game of tug of war between yourself and lust of the flesh, then just know you are in good company. You found your tribe. You found your tribe. I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I'm sure God doesn't think anything's wrong with you. This is just part of the human experience. And sometimes we're going to struggle with the same sin, struggle with the same temptations over and over again. Part of our biological working is um, geared toward being sensual creatures. So, of course, it's going to come up, especially for us ladies. Y'all know during ovulation week, like (laughs) hide the men, hide Hide everyone who is an eligible bachelor, please, (laughs) because biologically your body is ready to mate. And so certain hormones are going to be a lot higher than others. So it is scientific that sometimes it's going to be a little harder. You got to work against yourself. okay? a little harder. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there first and foremost, that this is kind of something that could be cyclical and repetitive for a lot of people. So we're going to talk about some ways to kind of practically ask God for help, as well as ways to kind of help ourselves as well. Um, So what is lust? Um, Lust is when you kind of are sexually, sensually, I would even say sometimes overly romantically longing and desiring for someone that is not your husband or wife. That's Jasmine's definition. I feel like it's very comprehensive. Um, There's also like lust of the eyes, which is kind of more so leaning toward like what we understand greed to be. Um, But we're talking about lust of the flesh, which is like when you're just, I'm going to go ahead and say it, horny, like 
it is what it is. So that's what we're talking about for the remainder of this podcast, just so we all have a working definition, you know? Um, So basically, my strategies for working with this has been to invite God into my struggle. Now, it sounds kind of weird, but understand what I'm saying. So my first thing is that I'm going to ask God for help. I'm going to bring it to God um, mentally. It doesn't when I say bring things to God, it doesn't have to be like this. Oh, holiest of father. I come to you right now in repentance, Father God. I'm so sorry for being a sorry excuse for a crit. Like, it doesn't have to be that. Like, it's just literally like. Oh, Lord, you made that one finer than the rest. And I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to be looking at them. I'm so, listen, listen, the eyes, they burn. They burn. Can you, can you make him ugly for a quick second? Like, this is what it looks like in my head. Okay. I'm being completely candid with y'all. Y'all know I'm a goofball, but y'all know I just, I have that kind of relationship with God where God is really my friend. Okay. So it's like, I'll be talking to God. Like I talk to anybody else. That's just how our relationship works. Um, and so just being very honest, like just bringing it straight up to God immediately. Like, oh, shouldn't look there. Shouldn't have did that. Oh, shouldn't open that. Oh, you know, and just going from there. Um, the second step, it automatically leads me to repentance where I'm just like, OK, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. Like, I just really I'm not trying to do this. Like, it's it's happening. I, <laughs> I need help. And then that's where we go into number three, be open to correction. So sometimes um, when you get to a point where you're able to discern the voice of God, which I hope, you know, we all are finding ourselves on that path, on that journey, be open to correction. If God tells you, you don't need to be on that website no more. You don't need to be, um, you know, when you go to the gym, you don't need to be looking around so hard. When you um, go to your workplace and that one coworker is there, don't be interacting with them so much. Da, da, da. Like, God will really give you practical steps to fight that lust, bro. He really, really will. So just be open to the correction that he's giving you. Be open to whatever strategies he's giving you to help you practically on your day to day. Even if it's something that may not be as worldly applicable, um, but is more spiritually applicable. If he's telling you to fast, if he's telling you to seek him, if he's telling you to read or meditate on certain words or scriptures, um, do that. Like be open to the correction because God can always tell if you're pure in heart before you even come to him talking about, I'm sorry. He already knows whether or not you really are sorry. And to me, you're not really sorry. And it's not a real apology and it's not real repentance. If it doesn't lead you to want to be open to changing your behavior, period. So if your heart is pure, when you come to God and you're genuinely, as the word says, grieved <laughs> over what you're doing, then when God gives you correction, there should be an openness in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit to do whatever the corrective um, thing is to move in a better way. Uh, so, yeah. Now we're going to get into the second half, which is like preparing yourself. Like you are responsible for you. You are responsible for containing your flesh at the end of the day. So what can you do with yourself to move better the next time? So to prepare, the first thing that I do is set parameters. So if there is something that I know or a certain situation or a certain person even or whatever it is, if there's a certain environment, whatever I detect to have been the trigger for that lustful event, occasion, thought, whatever happened, 
I need to set parameters around that next time so that the next time I'm not falling into the exact same trap. The enemy is an old dog with no new tricks, okay? He's going to keep pulling the same stuff on you because it keeps working. And so you, as the wise, mature Christian that you are and are becoming, you need to get on your P's and Q's. You need to start identifying how the enemy is attacking you or how the enemy is tempting you um, and how you're falling into the trap. You need to identify that. Um, so yeah, set some parameters. So for me, this guy that I'm talking to or whatever, I really try not to sleep in his house, like stay over his house. Um, uh, there's like limits on like physicalities. Um, there was even at a point I had set parameters, like we're not hanging out after 9 PM. Like you gotta do what you gotta do, bro. And <laughs> one side note, if this is somebody that you're supposed to be dating or even somebody that's good today, cause it's not even that if, whether or not this person is you, like your husband or your wife or your spouse or whatever, if this person's eating somebody that's good for you spiritually, they will encourage your parameters. Because they to themselves should be seeking the Lord as well. And if this is something that's going to help you not to stumble, that person should be open to it. So if you are setting parameters in your relationship, situationship, talking sage, whatever you want to call it, if you are setting parameters and that person is not open to it, that person is not for you. I said it and I meant it. And so, yeah, just that was a real quick sidebar. I had to put that out there because some of y'all out here not setting parameters because you don't want that person to leave you. And I'm here to tell you right now that that ain't the person for you. First of all, if that person is going to push back on your parameters, period. Okay, so (laughs) jumping back in, set those parameters. Like, don't be afraid to give yourself a curfew, give yourself consequences, give yourself a box to stay in because you know you better than anybody else knows you. So if you keep falling on the same trap, it's because you are allowing yourself to continue falling the same trap. Be for real. Um, Secondly, seek accountability. Okay, I've advised several times that we seek community, seek people that we can trust, seek people that are on the same journey as us, not just our best friends since childhood. That's all well and good. It's it's great to have friends that, you know, you've known for a while or that know you to an extent, but if they don't know the Lord, that might not be the person that you really want to be going to. Um, So find that community, get involved in church, um, start your own community, start a Bible study group, start a a young adult group. There's so many different ways to get connected with communities days, guys. Not having a community is not an option anymore. I'm sorry, it's an excuse. I said it. Um, <laughs> so seek accountability when you do find that group of people that you can, you know, mingle with and grow with and that really challenge you and push you in your faith, find somebody or somebodies and get acclimated with them on the same wavelength when it comes to how you're going to be preparing, I'm sorry, preventing yourself from lusting. period. Um, I have one friend that I know she's like, I don't want to say she never struggles with lust, but since I've known her, like she's really, really good about that. Like, you know, really, really good about that. And all of us are graced differently. We're all going to be fine at different stuff and we're all going to fail at different stuff. But I go to her when I'm having like issues with lust because I know she's not ever going to advise me to put myself in a 
situation in which I could stumble. She's also never going to advise me to be like, hype me up to do some crazy stuff. Like she's not. And she's also non-judgmental. Um, meaning, of course, there will be some corrections from her and some suggestions on how to do better. But she's never going to be like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really struggle with lust. I just feel like people that struggle with lust are just like, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of icky to me. Like, you know, nobody really heaping shame on you. You know, you know, that's a good parameter to set as well or a good um, filter to put on people. Like, do you feel shame when you go to them? That's not a good accountability partner because you need somebody that you can go to and be for real. And you're not going to be for real with somebody that makes you feel ashamed, period. Um, yeah, y'all. So I have some verses because of course we need to look at the word. The word is a two edged sword. Okay. Um, and so we can use that as well to help us fight list. Um, so Matthew 5, 28 was one that really drove some things home for me. It's a scripture that talks about how if a man, now we're talking about a married man, but follow me. If a man, um, looks at a woman lustfully, then he's already committed adultery in his mind and in his heart, right? And so I'm not married, but I just wanted to extrapolate that principle um, because the principle still applies. If you are doing it in your head, it's the same thing as doing it out loud. So you may be like, well, I'm not fornicating. Well, I'm not watching porn. Well, I'm not masturbating. Okay, good for you. But when you see somebody fine, do you be staring at them? Do you be thinking thoughts? Do you be envisioning? Do you be fan of fantasizing? Same thing, bro. Same thing. So if you have done a great job with not physically expressing your lust, great, wonderful. Like that's awesome. Not taking that away from you. But also remember, Doing things in your mind is the same thing as having done them outwardly. So that's just for the people that's going to act like they don't they don't struggle. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? So first Corinthians 613 as well um, was talking about how in the scripture was saying how, oh, people will say food was meant for the body and body for the food and God will destroy them both. But the body is not meant for sexual matter immorality but for the lord and the lord for the body so this one is great for me like when i try to logic my way out of feeling feeling any kind of condemnation or conviction i mean not condemnation but conviction um when it's like oh well i'm just ovulating you know the body's just gonna do you know it's just natural it's scientific it's just this is just how we are as creatures okay no 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 the body was not created for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Y'all, you know, it really used to trip me out when I was younger. Um, thinking about how the word says that God lives inside of us and how this is his temple. And I just really sometimes would get caught up and it'd be like, Ooh. if Jesus is living in there and I just did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would kind of like creep me out, ink me out a little bit. Um. And I kind of low-key need to hang on to that a little bit more. Not that I've been really doing stuff. Um, it's just more of like the mind for me. But y'all, that one's always going to hit. It's always going to hit. The Lord. The body is meant for the Lord and the Lord for the body, man. And you just got to remember, like, this is your temple. This is God's temple. This is where he's residing in you. And you know, God and sin don't mix. So when you are constantly sinning against your own body, oh, what room are you leaving for the Lord? 
What room are you leaving for the Lord? My goodness. My goodness. And lastly, 2 Timothy 2.22 reads, Flee the evil desires of the youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. This is kind of like a three-step plan right here. So flee the evil desires of of the youth. Flee. Okay, not argue with, not rationalize, not categorize, not sympathize. How many eyes I got? (laughs) But flee, y'all, like dip, bro. Dip, dip from the evil desires of your youth. Love that. That's number one. Number two here is pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Okay, okay. So we got some things to work towards. So when you leave that, how do you pursue righteousness, Faith, love, peace, all these things can be found in the kingdom of God. All these things can be found in the presence of God. All these things can be found in the word of God. When you find yourself struggling with lustful thoughts, flee whatever you're doing, whatever the situation is, whatever the environment is, go get yourself together and get in the word, get with God. That's how you fight. And lastly, I love this part, along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Who, what does this mean? That community. That vetted community that you've taken time to build a relationship with and get to know and understand that they are also on the same walk as you, it says along with them. So you're going to flee the evil, pursue. Y'all hear this plane? <laughs> like, sir, we're recording a podcast. That's so rude. Um, Pursue the righteousness along with them, right? And so it's encouraging us not only to flee, not only to search in the word, but also to work with alongside those people in our community. And that's really the note that I want to leave y'all off with. I wish y'all all the best in your endeavors to flee. Um, hit me up, man. If y'all need to talk about something, if y'all need that accountability, hit me up on Instagram. I don't be doing nothing. <laughs> Your girl don't be doing nothing. Hit me up. Hit me up. Um, at the Jasmine Cambridge on Instagram. Okay. But yes, if y'all are watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment. Also hit me up on Instagram. Um, and if y'all are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our, you know, podcast streaming platforms, definitely leave a rating and a review and also hit me up on Instagram. But yeah, y'all, I hope y'all got something from today. I wish y'all all the best in your endeavors. And yeah. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye. (laughs) Another episode down, eh?